Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome again to Next Step Leadership. I'm Chris Maxwell, and I'm honored to have conversations with a dear friend and a wonderful leader, Tracy Reynolds. Good morning, Chris. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's great to be together. And once again, we're honored to have John Campbell with us. Welcome, Um, John. Hello. Thanks again. uh, Let's start by, uh, John, just giving us uh, how people can uh, get the get your new book. We talked about it uh, in our last uh, podcast, but Room 6060 of Death and Hope of Grief and Joy, where you uh, tell the story. Uh, we'll go into more details about suggestions for other people as they face their grief. That's our theme today. But how can people pick up a copy of your book? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Uh, you can pick up a copy of our book. Um, by really one of the best ways is through our website. So we, uh, me and my wife have a website and it's, uh, it's called, uh, together.com. And, uh, John has no H in it, contrary to what most of us kind of assume, but it's just J O N and Erica, E R I C A together.com. John and Erica together. All lowercase, right? All lowercase. Yes, sir. Alternatively, if you can connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and usually you can find us just by searching those names. Mm. And Tracy, I like that last uh, word that they use together. Uh, That's what we want to do. I mean, you and I have these conversations together, and we encourage people not to grieve alone. I mean, that's kind of still our theme as we're talking about it today, uh, uh, to be leaders and learners who grieve as we face life's difficult situations, but do not do that alone. You know, what's interesting, and and I don't think it's just um, exclusive to people that are in ministry, but since we decided to have John and our uh, time together— We've both experienced loss or, or, or feel like we're just on the cusp of that, working with people. Uh, it seems like almost never a week goes by yeah. that we don't deal or help people deal with their own sense of loss. It may not be the death of a loved one, but, but of something significant in their life, something personal, something real. And uh, so this could not be more timely, I believe. I was thinking early this morning uh, when Tracy, when you and I were texting each other about knowing we would be talking about this today and about John's book and and receiving a message from a, from a dear friend whose uh, father had passed away and he was one of those pastors that had mentored me when I was young and when I planted a church in Orlando we were meeting in his facility he, it was a Hispanic church and he allowed us to meet in their facility for a Tuesday night uh, service during the week so my first five years of pastoring I was just learning uh, from someone and he passed away and and it was just this season of waiting and hoping that the Lord heals him and hoping for the best, but now realizing that the best possible best in a different way is there and learning to to grieve that way for uh, for people is very important. Uh, so, John, uh, not only did you write uh, your story, and again, you did a fabulous job in how your, your honesty you. and your struggles, but the, uh, the second part of this book is very important. Uh, Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mentioned in uh, in our last episode that this was a team effort, and it's one of the things that I'm really most excited about. 
Um, uh, so in the second part of the book, there are six chapters that uh, mm-hmm. after we after I finished writing the story, I, you know, I really began. I was talking with you, Pastor Chris, and brainstorming this idea of like I really want this to not just be this this creative have this creative dimension to it, but I want it to have some practical uh, guidance for people who are walking through grief. And I want there to be more voices involved because more voices means more stories, means more wisdom, means more perspectives. Um, so in the second half of the book, there are six chapters, and I'll just share these authors and the, the titles of the chapters really quick with you. Uh, the first one actually is from our uh, very own Chris Maxwell. Imagine who's sitting that. here. Yeah, look at this guy. Uh, and he, uh, Pastor Chris, uh, wrote uh, a chapter called How Do I Prepare for Grief, which is an excellent question. Most of the time, the way that we deal with grief is reactionary and responsive, and never preparatory. You know, yeah. so Pastor Chris's chapter is on how well, do you I... should have asked me to do that because he's been giving me grief for years. So. <laughs> That's a different different kind of grief, I think. But Pastor Chris's chapter: How do you live your life in such a way that you are more ready for this unexpected? sadness this when it when it does hit um so the next chapter after that is written by someone that me and my wife love a lot russell board um uh, director of uh, continental asia missions for the iphc his chapter is on grief and hope i wanted him to do a sort of a biblical dive into why hope is not a theory mm-hmm. why hope is not just an idea it's the very foundation you know built off of the hope of easter which is the real resurrection of jesus um, uh, after Russell Board is Dr. Blake Rackley, another person who works with us at Emmanuel College, one of my professors and someone that I love. He wrote a chapter called, How Do I Move On From Grief? And in the title is, is kind of a play on words there because his main assertion is that you don't really move on from grief. The, there, there's no there's no moving over grief. There's no moving under it. There's no moving away from it or yeah. to the side of it. The only way through it is through it. So yeah. it really... And there's that, not a finish line. Right. And there's yeah. not a finish line. There's so many good things in, in all of these chapters. But um, after that, Becky Shirey, someone again that uh, me and Erica love so much, she wrote a chapter called Ministering to Grief. So for the perspective of the, the community, um, how do we lift up our mourners? How do we be there for them? Um, and how do we do that gracefully? Mm. Um, then I wrote one of the six chapters, and uh, it's called, Am I Allowed to Struggle with Faith? I think really um, one of the the biggest reasons I started writing this is because I've seen uh, so many Christians walk through something like losing somebody and the, the tragedy and the, the, the deep pain of death and and feel like they're not allowed to struggle mm-hmm. because we have hope in Christ, because we have the victory of Easter and, and Jesus, this this person who has reversed death for us, that we're not somehow allowed to be humans, we're not allowed to question God, we're not allowed to be angry. Um, so that chapter is on the permission to be honest with God about what you're going through. And then the final chapter, and one that's that's certainly a favorite, um, written by someone else, again, that we love. I love all these people. Uh, Whitney Davis wrote a chapter called What to Do When This Isn't Fair. Her story is an ongoing story. She wrote this from the middle of, of losing her own father to COVID-19. And so her story is just... How do I process death and loss when it does not feel fair? Mm. So that's an overview of part two of the book. And and those are all so important. I mean, they're important topics, important discussions. 
uh, Tracy, uh, from your years of serving in ministry and and um, walking with people through this season of grief, um, what are your thoughts as, as you're hearing these topics? Boy, where to begin? I'll start with this one. Um, I think that grief is single file. It's individual. It's uh, though it's it's corporate in in the way that we process it. There's not like uh, the you, and I appreciate this about your book. It's not a prescription, right? Of right. How what you do to, to get over this because there is no get over it, right? Um, and and at the, the deepest part of me, you wouldn't want to get over it. I don't want to get over somebody that I love. And you know, I heard someone say recently that you know tears they're not signs of weakness; they're signs of love. Yeah, yeah. And so, I was telling my one of my family members just yesterday. You know, there are no rules. You just deal with it, and you can't see it coming. Yeah. Um, it, it is surprising when uh, grief kind of slaps you in the face, or mm-hmm. and and for me now, the farther you get removed from from the pain, it's more therapeutic usually. Than it is painful, but there's always that pain. If I, if I were to to uh, somehow cut off my right hand, and I'm a keyboard player, you know, I'm, I feel like I need that. Um, I would continue to live, but I'd always miss my hand. Yeah. So I, I think in, in that sense, it's it's individualized and mm-hmm. um, very specific to us. Well, as we think about uh, leaders, you know, next step leaders. What suggestions, uh, John, would you give us, Tracy, what suggestions would you give so that we can lead while we grieve uh, and choosing to step aside for a moment and and weep, uh, but also to have the people with us that we can cry with, that we can that we can just sit in silence with. Uh, there's so many there have been so many times in my life through various grief experiences, I did not need a sermon. Right. I did not need a right. song. I did not need That's three good. steps to success. We we do not. Tracy and I do not want this next step leadership to be just follow these steps and all is well. No, mm-hmm. it, it is. Let, let's embrace life and let let's find the the wounds and the hurts and the scars. But let's find hope there and let's walk with people uh, and guide others through each of these stages. Right. Yeah. I. One of the, the the ideas that comes up in Room 6060, um, especially I'm remembering Becky Shirey says this, she quotes somebody in her chapter and mentions the idea that grief is a nonlinear uh, process mm-hmm. and that Pastor Tracy, as you said, it is very individualized. The time that it takes to move through it, it is time. the time that it takes, you know, and it's different for each one of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the situations of every loss are different. Sometimes the loss feels tragic. Sometimes the loss feels in a way like a, a peaceful release a final a final word to a final chapter in someone's life um, but it is very individualized and um, what becky shirey says uh, or a quote that she brings in her chapter is that grief is a forward backward dance um and it, it's just it's so true what what you guys have brought up so uh in that forward backward dance where it's non-linear there's not a perfect formula where you just somehow coolly move on and everything is just easy after that and it's like wow just brush this off my shoulders this never happened we need to move toward community for sure 
Um, and there are going to be times in the processing of grief where you need silence and you need solitude. And that we talk about that in room 6060. But what we do come back to is that uh, whether you're a leader or whether you're someone who doesn't consider themselves to be a, a quote leader, as you move through grief, you do need to move toward community and a community that's honest, a community that uh, of people who will be okay with your tears, will be okay with your questions, who will be okay to just listen and not always try to be like Job's friends were with him and, and have the perfect prescription for, well, this is why this is happening and I need you to, to, you know, to just do these three steps tomorrow and then report back to me on, you know, how, no, that's not the kind of community that we need a community that will just sit with us in the ashes. I, I heard a friend recently say you need to show up and shut up. Yeah. Mm. You know, the, the deeper the pain, the fewer the words. And, and that's such a, a uh, that's hard sometimes because you feel like, particularly if you're in ministry, that there's almost an expectation that you have something to offer. But the best thing we have to offer is ourselves. And just, uh, just last night, I just felt constrained. Don't say anything. Just, as a matter of fact, I, there wasn't even an opportunity to reach over and grab a hand. But you know, I'm, I'm more prone to do that or just, you know, it was just no sit with him. As we um, go through these experiences, uh, we can we can learn so many lessons through the pain. And others, as we are leading them, others will learn lessons from us that it is okay to not be okay. Yeah, it is okay to hurt. It is okay to weep. Uh, I was uh, recently been talking to a friend who's who's also written a fabulous book. It's called. Better with every breath, the journey from loss to living again. Mm-hmm. James Thornburg is a—he's a pastor, so it's a—it's another one of those stories where he's accustomed to taking care of everybody else, but his wife passes away, and he's—he's he's had to learn to lead while grieving. Yeah, I, let's do that, guys. Let's let's lead while grieving, and and that doesn't mean putting on a show and acting like all is well. Yeah. It's just like okay, I just have to sit a while. Something you did, John, that I think is, is helpful and, and it's kind of so obvious. You journaled. Right. When my brother died, I journaled. And I remember I had a, I, Randy died on a Monday, I believe, and I had a, a youth group, small group meeting on a Friday. And I decided to keep that because of what you said, Chris. I felt like that my students needed to see me weak and walk yes. through this together. So the best I could offer, though, was I just started writing down my feelings and what I went through. It was just a couple pages, but oh my gosh, it was profound when I think about it now. And I'm so glad because I've gone back to that. Not, not really recently, but boy, particularly the first 5, 10, 15 years, it was just to go back and read those words was yes. so amazing. I believe you'll get that same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Well, John, as we're ending this, thanks again for joining us. And uh, as we end, we're going to give you an assignment. Uh, (laughs) Tracy and I are going to do that. Uh, Just mention again your book uh, and and the website and how to pick up the book. And then we want you to end this session uh, by reminding uh, um, each of us and anyone who's listening about the next step being the best step, even when we're grieving. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for having me. The book is Room 6060, um, Of Death and Hope of grief and joy you can pick up 
a copy of that by visiting our website. It's www.johnandericatogether.com or connecting with us on social media. Um, and uh, just thank you so much for the opportunity to share about the book. And pleasure. Thank you, John. Again, on behalf of these two wonderful gentlemen who are hosting this podcast, we uh, are here to help you uh, make your next step your best step, even in grief. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.